Welcome into the Keepers Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Demakos, with my co-host, Chris Schubert, at the FanRag Sports Studios in Phoenix, Arizona. It is a Tuesday, a lovely Tuesday in Phoenix, and we are going to react a little bit to Monday Night Football and the lack of good that was in that football game because Stafford had a pretty good game. Marvin Jones had a great game. Golden Tate was okay, but Marvin Jones sure had a great game last night. I think that was probably my biggest takeaway. Amir Abdullah finally out in the end zone. Um, He did have the opportunity to get in again and fumbled the ball, so that was rough for him and his owners, but he did have a pretty decent night last night. Paige, I'm just happy to be here today. You're happy to be here today. Happy to be here today. Do you want to tell everyone about your personal experience? I I went out and got lunch today, and I will not name this restaurant by by name. Not because I want to. I don't want to rat them out. It's not their fault. I ordered uh, some some food that is rather spicy, and there was a pepper in said food that I ate, and I – that is the hottest food I've ever eaten in my life. (laughs) I thought my mouth was going to burn, and I I, I didn't think I was going to be able to taste anything ever again. But I'm here now. I'm okay. I can confirm. You saw this. You watched con- this happen in real time. Yeah, I can confirm that Chris was having a nightmarish time laying on the couch that we're about to do our fantasy football live video show on that you should definitely watch, fanrexports.com, livestream.com, backslash fanrexports. And it was highly entertaining. I'm not going to lie, Chris. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have a camera rolling so that we could use that film for for. I future. thought about it, but I thought that was too mean. No, that's okay. I'm, I'm okay now, so I, I would have allowed it. In real time, I probably would have been upset about it. But, uh, but I'm here now, and I'm here to tell you that don't play any of your favorite Packer players. That is 100% true, and I got some numbers to back that up. Okay. You ready for this one? Yeah, I'm ready for the stats. Mostly, Drop the knowledge. Mostly Jordy Nelson. Yeah, he's the one guy that you have to worry about because he's probably the one guy you drafted high enough to where your fantasy team's probably suffering. And he had a couple of 20-plus point games with the exception of the zeros that he put up in the games that he was hurt. But ever it's since tough to put up fantasy points when you don't play. Exactly. But ever since they played Dallas, so since then, 10 points, 12 points, 2.3 points, and 7.5 points. Yeah, those are not wide receiver one numbers. Absolutely not. And last night you saw the aftermath of the Brett Hundley experience that's happening in Green Bay, and my, oh, my, that offense looks like garbage. And Brian Beluga, I think is the Beluga. way. Beluga. Brian Beluga. Beluga. He is out for the season, torn ACL, uh, just as they were finally starting to get their offensive line all healthy. That's a big loss for that line. He's one of their veteran guys. So that's going to be tough for them with a rookie quarterback because Brett Hundley is getting a raw taste of what Aaron Rodgers has to deal with. And I think what we've learned from this whole scenario is that Aaron Rodgers covers up a lot of holes for this team because this team is not really all that good without him. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be rocket science for me to tell you that Brett Hundley is not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He's just not. And, and Breaking news. And Aaron Rodgers, I mean, look, I'm looking at the scoring leaders right now in ESPN leagues. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I'm looking at some of the quarterbacks. He's in front of Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Ben Roethlisberger. These are some of the quarterbacks he's in front of in total points. He's, he's missed a couple games here. He hasn't played a little bit, and he's still ahead of these guys in fantasy. That's how much value he provides for this team. And, and look, it just it, it diminishes the role that everyone else is going to be able to have in this offense, and you were able to see that last night in a home game, a game where they probably should have been able to play a little bit better for sure. at home, and they just don't, and that's definitely concerning going forward. Uh, I think you got to look at all these Packers players. I, I view them as matchup dependent at this point. No, I'm with you on that. I mean, Ted, I'm looking at Jordy Nelson, and he's basically unstartable at this point. The last two weeks, hasn't even hit 10 points in total. Not in yeah, total. I mean, look, That's I, awful. I mean, look, I'm trying to find Jordy Nelson here on the on the top wide receivers. Devontae Adams is in front of him. 
I mean, he's not put up wide receiver one numbers this year. No. He's only got 99.8 total fantasy points. I know he missed a, missed a game or two. What, did he missed two games? Two games, I, mean, I think. So, so, you know, you look, he, you know, you got Keenan Allen, Devin Funches, Nelson Aguilar, Amari Cooper. Think of the season Amari Cooper has had. Amari Cooper has more fantasy points than Jordy Nelson this year. Yeah. I mean, that's where Julio Jones, who's not had a great year, has got more fantasy points than him. So, I mean, you look at all of these players, and it's a situation where Jordy Nelson's not putting up wide receiver one numbers. You want to play him? Fine. But you need to go out and get a wide receiver one because you cannot count on Jordy Nelson to be that guy. No, 100%. You cannot count on Jordy Nelson or any of the pieces around him. Just seems like that Packers offense, whatever you thought you were going to get from all of those guys, you can pretty much cut in half, maybe even more than that. Because they're not, they are not going to be giving you the numbers you thought. Aaron Jones struggled; he wasn't great last night. Um, it, Ty Montgomery had a couple of catches. They utilized him differently in the offense, but the the offense just looks very meh. Like the play calling is meh. Like it's it's there's not really any other way to describe it. And I, I I follow a lot of people in Packers land, and they were all very upset with Mike McCarthy. But I think you have to understand. I under they expect that because Brett Hundley's been there for two and a half years that he's going to be at the same level Aaron Rodgers was when he was sitting behind Brett Favre, and that's just ludicrous because Aaron Rodgers is the best player in the NFL. Yeah, it's just not how that works. I mean, yeah, you can take a guy and you can develop him, but they didn't take Brett Hundley in the first round. Aaron Rodgers was a first-round draft pick. Uh, there's a little bit of a difference in terms of talent there between Aaron Rodgers and Brett Hundley, and it affects everybody. No, 100%, and it's just it's, it's not going to fly for the rest of the season. So that's... Wrapping up what happened in Monday Night Football, let's get into some of these performances of the week. Let's talk about Alvin Kamara first. Okay. You want to talk about Alvin Kamara? Totally yeah. go off the board here. I had all the quarterbacks ready to go to talk about. And you're sorry, That's sorry. Okay. I'm good. I adjust on the fly. 152 uh, all-purpose yards, two yeah. touchdowns, 31.2 points, and ESPN standards scoring a great week for Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, look at Kamara, and, and he did it in, in both facets of the game, and that's what you were expecting when you had Kamara. 31.2 fantasy points, uh, running back one in PPR standard leagues, and here's the, here are the numbers. 10 carries for 68 yards and a touchdown, but here's where he made you a lot of your points. Six catches for 84 yards and a touchdown. So in a PPR standard league, you got six points just because he caught the ball, you caught the touchdown, and the 84 yards. He had a huge day running back one last week. Yeah. No, he he looked phenomenal. You the thing with this is is that going into this year, you kind of if you read about New Orleans and what they were doing and what they anticipated to do, you saw that Kamara was going to be more a part of this offense. But they had traded for Adrian, they had gotten Adrian Peterson, so that threw kind of a wild card. And Mark Ingram still was the number one overall back in most of their depth charts. Now you see that now Ingram still has value, but Kamara has emerged definitely as the number one guy there. And the nice thing with this is that you're not used to wanting to own a New Orleans back, you know, looking at him and going, yeah, they're going to run the football a lot. This offense has evolved. It's really changed, and it's not the same that it it used to be. Yeah, to add to it, Mark Ingram only had 16 carries for 77 yards, only caught one pass out of the backfield on one target. So not really a a beautiful performance for him either, and they are really starting to lean on Alvin Kamara in that offense. All right, let's talk about T.Y. Hilton. Five receptions, 175 yards, two touchdowns, 34.5 fantasy points in ESPN standard scoring an unbelievable week a lot of chatter about him getting traded uh didn't happen coming up at the trade deadline so he might be moved at some other time maybe in the offseason or if they can facilitate something else but we all know Andrew Luck is not going to be playing football this season for the Indianapolis Colts and I was interested to see what T.Y. Hilton 
his value would be throughout the season. Because I thought at some point we'd get Andrew Luck maybe back, which we obviously know now that's not going to happen. Jacoby Brissett, one of the guys you get, I'll give you some credit here, one of the guys who had a pretty good week, uh, especially if you're a daily fantasy sports guy, you can go on and get him pretty cheap. And it's it seems that T.Y. Hilton is going to be able to get the ball from him. Yeah, what's the most impressive thing to me? Oh, hey, only receiver that had over 30 fantasy points, by the way. Crazy. Uh, Marvin Jones was the closest after that at 29.7, but T.Y. Hilton, the only one that crossed the 30-point threshold. What's really telling to me is he's got the five catches for 175 yards and two touchdowns on nine targets. I mean, he didn't even have double-digit targets in that game, and he was able to turn it into two touchdowns. Marvin Jones had double-digit targets. Alshon Jeffrey, Doug Baldwin, Marquise Lee, Deontay Thompson, Demarius Thomas. I mean, look at these some of these big names. DeAndre Hopkins had 16 targets and only caught six passes. T.Y. Hilton was efficient this week, only got the ball thrown to him nine times and made the most of it, yep. including a bit of a fluky touchdown, right? Houston doesn't touch him down. He gets up a, a good awareness on his part to turn that into a touchdown. But you know what? Some, sometimes those are the plays you need in fantasy, and T.Y. Hilton is one of those players who can come up with that big play and I think now when you look at T.Y. Hilton you were a little concerned with Andrew Luck not being the quarterback of what he was going to be able to do he put up this type of game with Jacoby Brissett as his quarterback I think there's no concern about T.Y. Hilton as a legitimate wide receiver one fantasy option no matter who his quarterback is no I agree with you I have him in my fantasy football league that's not dead and uh you were that, t- you uh you did a funeral for your other one today. I did I had a eulogy for my fantasy team that had you ready for this Aaron Rodgers Deshaun Watson Dalvin Cook and David Johnson. You should just quit. Don't play fantasy anymore. Here's the thing. Think about how good my team would have been. Well, yeah, but I mean, you guys. wouldn't have been able to play both of those quarterbacks, but yes. No, but when Rodgers went out, remember, I talked about it on, on, our, on our show. I was going to try and trade Deshaun Watson because of Aaron Rodgers and how good he was. And, how they ended. and I didn't trade him because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. And so I got lucky, and I had a couple of weeks of Deshaun Watson where he – now, I'm still sitting pretty in this league, but I know going forward I'm going to get destroyed in the you, fantasy playoffs. You could be friend of the program and a fellow staff here at FanRack Sports, Alex Molikoff, who uh, traded for Deshaun Watson, then didn't play him, played Andy Dalton over him, and then watched Deshaun Watson get hurt so he was not able to play Deshaun Watson in a non-keepers league. Yeah. This, you, could be, you, could have, you could have done that. You didn't. Yeah, this is uh, – <laughs> It's, it's not good. It's not good for smoke, that's for sure. Uh, can we uh, talk about these two quarterbacks? These are these are incredible performances. Yeah, let's talk about the quarterbacks. Let's talk about the more impressive one to me, and that's Jared Goff. Okay, I was hoping that this is where you were going to go because yeah. it is the more impressive one yeah. to me. I mean, three hundred eleven right. yards, four touchdowns, twenty eight point four total points. QB one on the road in New York. In New York, only on twenty two passes. And the best part of that whole scenario was going into that game, the Giants were seventh best against quarterbacks in fantasy. So this was kind of one of those games where you go, okay, I bet Goff's going to have a pretty good game, but not QB1. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at like a guy like Drew Brees who had 18 points, uh, Jacoby Brissett who had 19.5 points, Alex Smith had 18.4 points. That was where I thought Jared Goff was going to be. I did not expect him to set atop the quarterbacks for Week 9. He was efficient, 14 of 22. He didn't turn the ball over, which was important. Uh, and he just was able to find everybody in that offense. He used every weapon available to him, and he had a really good game. And and it's funny because I think before the season, Jared Goff wasn't a legitimate fantasy option. And I want to pull it up here, and if you will allow me to, I want to look at the entire season to see where he's at because he was quarterback one for week, uh, week nine overall. But I want to see where he, he lands for the season. And I'm doing a quick count here to see where he's at. He's like QB 12 or QB 13 in PPR standard on ESPN. That's not where we expected him to be when the season began. No. I think you viewed him as a guy that on a bye week you pick him up or you have him as your backup. You hope he plays really well. This is a guy that's a legitimate quarterback option now. And I think he is a guy that everyone likes in fantasy going forward. And I've been really impressed. And I think you give all the credit in the world 
to Sean McVay yep. and the job that he is able to do. And 100%. I think, and, and I've said this before, and I don't know if I said it on this podcast or another podcast, but I give uh, a lot of the credit to the success that the Los Angeles Rams have had. And it's weird. I want to give Sean McVay all the credit in the world, but I think Wade Phillips deserve a lot of the credit Huge. for the success of this team. Why? Well, when you look at the statistics defensively, maybe they're not having a Wade Phillips-esque defensive season, but you know what that does when you have a veteran coach like that? Sean McVay doesn't have to call defensive plays. He doesn't have to worry about it. He can take his time and focus on what he's good at, and that's coaching the offense and getting this offense going. And so far, he's done that. You know, Paige, they've scored more points in the eight games that they've played in this season than they scored in all 16 last year? Jeff Fisher, man. 263 points they've scored in eight games this year. They only scored 216. I think the number was 216 in all 16 games last year. They've been bad. They have completely changed around that team. Sean McVay's done a great job. Todd Gurley has reinvented himself. To the further point, I think that is, and I saw Peter Bukowski, who who was on Locked on Packers. He was tweeting last night. That's part of FanRank Sports Network. He tweeted something to the effect of that, you know, People, so many people gave up on Jared Goff last year after watching for one season. And that's, this is my point with quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, yes, you have to have talent. But it's also about the situation. It's, not, it's also about the situation. It's about coaching. It's about the players you put alongside them. I mean, let's be honest here. Andrew Luck is potentially the best quarterback in the league as far as smarts, athleticism, the ability to scramble his arm. I would argue that when he is healthy – he may be the best, in terms of talent, quarterback in the league. I agree. I'm but, in complete agreement. But he is in a crappy situation. When, when, Yeah. Can you name the last time we saw Andrew Luck 100% healthy? Is that. Season, and you, and you want to know why that is? Because they don't spend any money on yeah. their offensive line. The it's system the, is bad. Though. It's the same thing that I've I've been barking at Seattle for so long. It's like you have a franchise quarterback. You have a guy you believe in. Protect the guy. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It's so backwards yeah i want to i want to segue to our next quarterback that we want to talk about carson wentz because i think there are a lot of parallels obviously they were drafted one two in the same draft so they're going to get talked about a lot but here's the here's the thing and and to your point i know there were people who gave up on both carson wentz and jared goff i I kind of put myself in that boat when the season was over i was able to watch in carson wentz's situation entire season worth and i saw the first three or four games where he was extremely talented and you saw everything that made the eagles want to go get him and you're like man this kid can be for real and then you saw the rest of the season where something changed Something was different, and he wasn't able to find that much success. And the short, what was it, seven-game sample size we had with Jared Goff, we saw the kind of the same thing. And it wasn't so much me giving up, but more of a, okay, I'm going to wait and see on these guys. I'm not going to – the jury's not out on these guys, but I need to see from them before I'm willing to to view them as legitimate quarterbacks. And look, Carson Wentz, Paige, QB1 for the entire season of fantasy. QB1. He's yeah. the best fantasy quarterback. I mean, look, the numbers don't lie. 23 touchdowns to five interceptions. Uh, you know, he's only fumbled the ball twice this season. He has been incredible, and he's QB1. And, I mean, look, if I told you before the season, Carson wants to be QB1 and Alex Smith would be QB2 in fantasy for the entire season, what would you say? I would have laughed at you. Well, that's where we sit here nine weeks into the season. Carson Wentz is the quarterback one, and Alex Smith is quarterback two. Wentz was, I think, a top-five quarterback this week, another impressive performance. And for him, we talk about the efficiency of uh, Jared Goff. Carson Wentz only threw for 199 yards, but he threw for four touchdowns in that game because Brock Osweiler, actually, this just in, Brock Osweiler just threw another pick. Eagles had the short field again. Because the Eagles had a short field half the game. Their average field position had to be the Philadelphia 25. Yeah, but this is— Or the Denver 25. Again, let me let me say this again about these quarterbacks. It's about the situation. Their defense is making plays. The defense gives them short fieldage. The field they have they go and score on short. This is about a total team, and that's why I've always been hesitant to critique 
critique rookies so quickly when mm-hmm. they're in a bad situation because you don't know what Deshaun Kaiser would be doing if he was in Philly or if he was in L.A. with Sean McVay. He's in the Browns, and the Browns have proven to us that they cannot develop quarterbacks. And, and that's that's where I, I – it's less about the person and it's more about the situation. And I think a lot of these guys, unfortunately, they don't get put into the right situations or are not given enough time to mature. I mean, you're talking about young guys, 22, 23 years old, sometimes even younger than that. I mean, they need time to – not everybody is given the luxury of Aaron Rodgers where he gets to sit for three years and learn behind Brett Favre before he becomes a quarterback. I mean, that's the ideal situation. Yeah. Uh, I made a trade. I need to talk to you about. Oh, boy. And I made this trade without clearing it with you. This is not in a league that we own together, so I, I felt like I could do this on my own. But So I didn't I – didn't, I checked your, for your advice afterwards. Okay. I gave up Devonta Freeman and Marquise Goodwin. All right? Okay. Now, I know what you're thinking. I got rid of Devonta Freeman. You better get something good back. Yeah. I got Joe Mixon back. I got Ted Ginn Jr. back. Yeah. Earlier, I thought you only told me you gave up – one player. Now I gave up Freeman players. and Marquise Goodwin. I mean, Goodwin's not very yeah, good. Yeah, it was Devonta kind of a throw-in to make the deal kind of work. Yeah, Devonta Freeman's been... I mean, look, here's... A, um, let me pull up his numbers for the average. last couple of weeks. I mean, look, he had 27 points in week three against Detroit. He had 106 yards and a touchdown. Since then, 15 points against Buffalo, 9 points against Miami, 12 points against New England, 7 points against New York, 10 points against Carolina, and, they, and he hasn't scored a touchdown in his last four games. Plus, he's hurt. I thought this was the the perfect opportunity to cash out on the Devonta Freeman train and go out and add Joe Mixon to my Leonard Fournette running game and go with a team that is Matt Stafford, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown, Sterling Shepard, and Ted Ginn Jr. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm happy for you. I think it's Ted Ginn Jr. back in a trade is good. I mean, it's good value for you. I think you got, t- you got two good guys. The thing with Mixon is he's kind of been up and down a little bit. I don't think he's really emerged, but that's more to do with the – the fact that their team is just not where we thought they were going to be right. um, with all those offensive pieces. Now, A.J. Green's not sitting out a game, so you know that at least now they're going to be full force offensively. And to be fair, their last opponent that they played, Jacksonville, hasn't let anybody have a good game against them. So no. let's see what happens when they're not playing that defense. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's all I have for trades today. That's all you have? Yeah, I'm working on another deal. Mm. Uh, I'm giving up Mark Ingram and Marlon Mack for Chris Thompson. Uh, but I cannot. That has not been approved yet. So I'm waiting for that for the other owner to accept. Okay. You got anything this week? I uh, you're no just, trades. You're just you're laying back this week. No, I'm laying low this week. My two leagues that I uh, that I'm actually the league that I wrote my eulogy for. I'm actually have the best record, but it's just now that you just know that what's since you know Deshaun what's Watson Deshaun Watson was going to be enough, but because I have Will Fuller, mm-hmm. it was this week that I watched Tom Savage for. Uh, not play football. I don't even know what to call it. I'm basically speechless. I'm going blah, 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 because yeah. I don't know what to say yeah, about Tom Savage. Yeah. Uh, so that was my biggest issue there is because I had Deshaun Watson and I had Will Fuller. Will Fuller was being able to carry me through kind mm-hmm. of with Watson. But once Watson got hurt, then Fuller is basically useless. And so now I'm like plugging and playing. Okay, I need some advice. Okay. So I'm going to use the last couple minutes here for some advice. Oh, boy. Uh, I have Deshaun Watson. Okay. So he's obviously not going to be able to play this week. Yes. Uh, my backup, who I played this past week, is Derek Carr, who is now on a bye. I don't have an IR spot. I can only keep two quarterbacks. Say that again. So Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you're 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 choosing. Who are you trying to ch- choose here? Well, I'm, I either have to drop Deshaun Watson or Derek Carr. But this is a keeper's league, and if I drop Deshaun Watson, I'm afraid somebody's going to pick him up and protect him. 
Yeah, I mean, I would keep Deshaun Watson at all costs. So I'm in, dropping in Derek league. Carr. And who are you going to play? Well, here, this is where the problem lies. You want to hear these options for this week? Yeah, let's give them to me. Jacoby Brissett. Okay. Blake Bortles. Andy Dalton. Case Keenum. Trevor Simeon. Jay Cutler. This is what I'm dealing with here. Not great matchups for these guys either. Let's see. Let's look at some projections here for the rest of the week. Uh, Case Keenum is projected to get the most points at 16.3. I would probably take Case Keenum. I know, but I'm dropping Derek Carr. Yeah, but Derek Carr hasn't been anything special. So what if I trade Carr? What if I can find someone in my league that wants Carr, like long-term, and I get a quarterback for this year? See, now that I'm in for. So here, there's a team in my league that is 1-8. This guy is not playing for this year. He's 1-8. Let me see who his quarterback is. So his quarterback situation is Eli Manning and Aaron Rodgers. So I don't think we're going to be able to talk to him because, I mean, Eli is playing the San Francisco 49ers this week, but, like, is Eli going to finish the season as a starter? He may not. Maybe Davis Webb time in, in New York pretty soon. He might be traded, man. They can't trade him now. The trade deadline's over. Mm, in the offseason. Yeah. Well, that doesn't affect me now. Uh, let me see. This is another guy that's that we've been talking about trades. I mean, you know, oh, Cam Newton. I could trade for Cam Newton. Hmm. And his backup is Teddy Bridgewater. All right. I kind of so like I, that. So what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to give up Derek Carr and somebody else to get Cam. Um, and then I'm gonna have to roll with Cam the rest. Try of the just way. straight up Cam for Derek. He's not gonna do that. But we'll try. We'll try it though. We'll try it. I'll, I'll shoot him a. You text always shoot. You always. This is a little trip. This is what we're gonna end the podcast with. Okay. This is a little. This is a little tip for everybody out there. Human psychology. This is how this works. You you totally trick them into the fact that they're send the lowest possible offer first, because then whatever you follow up with, which is what you were originally going to give up feels way better to them than it actually is. That's some that's a little trick of the trade. You you send them a way crappier offer first and then they go hell no and they send it back to you. Then you offer them the trade you actually meant for and although probably 50% of the time they probably would have declined that trade too. They're more apt they're more apt to do that trade now that they've been softened up by the crappy trade you offered up first. Yeah, I mean I would love to get Jared Goff, but the guy's back up in that league, he's Winston, he's not gonna have him, so it's kinda tough for me to to, to sneak in and, and steal one of these guys. Yeah. I'm I I think that's what you gotta do here. All right, Chris. I'm gonna I'm gonna go shoot, straight up. Uh, yep, yeah, I'm gonna shoot that owner a text right now Perfect. and uh, see if we can get that done. So look at uh, us making moves. My parting thought is I'm gonna go and try to make this trade. Okay. And my parting thought is you should watch our live show on fanrexports.com livestream.com backslash fanrank sports and you can always find it uh, on my twitter account at the underscore sports page you can subscribe to this podcast and you should uh, on itunes at the keepers just search the keepers uh, fantasy football show and you can follow chris schubert at chris r schubert and you can follow me at the underscore sports page but hopefully you guys are having a great tuesday and thanks for joining us